I'm going to intro this, this series today because it's going for five weeks long. We're starting this for the junior high services, and it's going to go for five weeks, and we're starting today. And so today I'm going to intro uh, this series a bit and kind of talk more broadly about the Holy Spirit and who he is. Um, I don't know about you, but I am, as I studied this Holy Spirit preparing for um, this series, it, the Holy Spirit's kind of blown my mind. It's opened up my view of God and how powerful he is and how big he is. And you might be sitting here today uh, having heard about the Holy Spirit, but you might not know exactly who he is. Or maybe you're here today, you were baptized um, a while ago, maybe a couple years ago, maybe when you were uh, earlier on, when you were just born or something, and uh, you, you feel like you're following Jesus, but you might be kind of doubting. You, you don't know, maybe, do I have the Holy Spirit in me? Is the Holy Spirit actually dwelling inside of me, like Scripture, scripture says? Like, is, it, is the Holy Spirit with us? And so that's why I'm excited for this series. Um, so let's just dive right into it. I want to flip to John chapter 15. If you, have, if you don't have a Bible, raise your hand. We'll keep it in the hand in the air. We'll get a leader. Can we get, thank you, David, to pass those out. Keep your hand in the air until you get one. Don't put it down until you get one. Uh, John chapter 15 is what we're going to read. It will also be on the board for you guys. Um, we're going to be bouncing around a bit in the book of John. We're going to look at three different scriptures. Uh, I think it's John 15, John 14, then we're going to go to John 16. Um, that talks about the Holy Spirit. Can, we, can everyone nudge your neighbor and go, shh, shh, Perfect. All right, so the first thing I want to talk about, you guys, I want to ask you guys right now this question. Who is he? Who is the Holy Spirit? Who, who is he? I, I know that I kind of gave away the answer to this question by how I phrased and termed the question. I said, who is he, right? He. Write this down. The Holy Spirit is a person. Write that down. Take notes today if you aren't. The Holy Spirit is a person. He's a person. Jesus always refers to the Holy Spirit as he or him. He never says it, referring to the Holy Spirit. He never says that the Holy Spirit's like an energy or a force, like some other religions believe. But the Holy Spirit's actually a person. And I'll, I'll prove that to you. In John 15, verse 26 is what we're going to read. Uh, Jesus says this when referring to the Holy Spirit. He says, When the Advocate comes, whom I will send to you from the Father, the Spirit of truth, who goes out from the Father, he will testify about me. Jesus is saying, he, meaning the Holy Spirit, will testify about him. So the Holy Spirit's a person, right? Jesus says he or him when referring to the Holy Spirit, right? But the Holy Spirit isn't just a person. The Holy Spirit is God. Write that down. So point one, Holy Spirit's a person. Two, the Holy Spirit is God. And we're going to talk more about that as Mari's going to talk more about that next week on why the Holy Spirit's God and how the Holy Spirit's God. Um, But this just has to do with the Trinity, right? The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. It's three persons. God is three persons, but one God. And as Mari's going to touch on that later, but just, just know that the Holy Spirit is God. So now go to John 14. Just one chapter back. Verse 16 and 17 is what we're going to read. Um, And a little context on where we're going to pick up right in John 14. In John 13, Jesus tells his disciples that that one of them is going to betray him. He was hanging out, kicking it with his disciples. He's like, hey, one of you guys is going to betray me. And because of that, I'm going to die. Jesus tells his disciples this. And Jesus' disciples, they loved him. They, 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 They loved him dearly. And so... When, when he said that, they were like, 
they were devastated. They were confused. They were frustrated. They were angry. Because I don't know about you, but I've felt this before. Where someone that you know is going to pass away. And you, like they're, they're living right now, but they're going to pass away. And you, you know it. And they know it. And there's nothing you can do about it. Right? You're confused. Why is this happening? You're angry. You're sad. You're, you're frustrated. Right? You're just devastated. And that's the emotion that the disciples were feeling when Jesus told them that. And so Jesus, in John 14, tries to encourage them. He tries to encourage them. And he says this, John 14, verse 16 and 17. Jesus says, And I'll ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever. The Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. So Jesus is saying that, you guys, it's going to be okay. It's all right. I'm going to send you another person. I'm going to send you an advocate. I'm going to send you a counselor. I'm going to send you my spirit. He's trying to encourage them right now because they're devastated that Jesus is going to die. Right? But I want to focus on the end of this verse when it says this. It says, for he lives with you. He, meaning the Holy Spirit, right? He's a person. He lives with you. And will be in you. He, so write this down. The Holy Spirit is with you and in you. The Holy Spirit is with you and in you. Jesus is saying that literally God himself, the Holy Spirit, is living with you. And he's living inside of you. The Holy Spirit's living inside of you. That's hard for us to fathom. But that's God, you guys. That's God. Our minds aren't necessarily supposed to understand him. If I could understand God... You know, he's probably not God, right? <laughs> so the Holy Spirit is living inside of you, and he's with you. And it says he's with you forever, right? He's with you forever. And I don't know about you, but I, like I said before, I've been in places, I mean, I wasn't even Christian until I was 21 years old, and I've been around people who are one, like a, one Christian in a class of 50 people, or a couple Christians in a class of at University of Oregon, like 500 people in one classroom, right? And I, I've been there, right? And sometimes I feel like I'm isolated, like I'm alone, like I talked about before, right? Like, I, like shoot, I'm the only Christian in my class. Like, I feel like I'm in an island by myself, right? I'm sure you guys have felt that way. I, 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 I'm sure you do. And so but that's one of the reasons why I like to show you guys that, hey, we're, we're in this together, right? We're, we're, we're following Jesus together. But not only that, God says that the Holy Spirit is with you, Forever, he, meaning God, is with you forever, and he's actually inside of you. He's with you at all times. So that isolation, that loneliness, thinking that you're just following Jesus alone and that you're alone in this, that's not truth. That's not truth at all. So what do we know so far? He's a person. He's God. He's living with us and in us forever, right? So what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit? We hear that phrase a lot in church, and I've already used that phrase, to be filled with the Holy Spirit, because my question, my mind thinking like, well, if you're filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit's a person, how are you filled with a person, right? Like, how does that work? Like, it doesn't make much sense, but when I was younger, uh, like your guys' age, living in my parents' house, we used to have, like, uh, family, relatives, friends come over, and they'd stay for a weekend, whether they're on vacation, they come from out of town, they'd stay in our home, right? And when they'd stay in my home, 
My mom, I swear, goodness gracious, we had to clean every single centimeter of the entire house to make sure there was no dust on the house, right? I'm sure, has anyone felt that? Raise your hand, you felt that. Yep. All right, so you're, you're at to clean the entire house, right? So the house outward appearance, it was beautiful, right? The outward appearance of the house, it was physically beautiful. But not only that, I had an older brother, two years older, younger sister. I have a two, two years older and two years younger sister. And um, we would argue and fight over the littlest things, like the dumbest things we'd fight and argue over. But when someone came into our home, we were on our best behavior. And it wasn't necessarily that we were, like, lying at all. We, we weren't, like, my parents weren't, like, hey, you got to, like, make sure you fake this because we need to make sure they, you guys, we look perfect. They never said that. It was just, it just happened. We were just on better, we were, we were better behaved, right? And you guys, this is exactly what, what the Spirit is doing. When the Spirit is living inside of us, it's transforming us, right? The Holy Spirit, when the, we are filled with the Holy Spirit, our life is transformed by the person, the Holy Spirit, who lives in the walls of our life. So when that person came into our home, right, we were physically, the outward appearance of our home was transformed, yes, but also we were changed. So when they came in the walls of our home, we were changed. That's the same thing. The Holy Spirit comes and lives in the walls of our life. We are changed. That makes sense? So you guys might be wondering, like, well, okay, we get that he is a person. We get that he is God. He lives with us and in us, right? We, I get that. But why is he important? I mean, that's my first mind. Like, that's where I go. Like, why is the Holy Spirit important? Because in my mind, I'm thinking, well, I, if I'm, a, I'm just a Christian, I believe in Jesus, I'm good, right? I just need Jesus. That's all I need, right? That's, that's all I think the Bible says, right? But you, I'm, I'm gonna, you guys are going to be shocked at what Jesus actually says about the Holy Spirit. And if you take one thing away from this sermon, take away this. You guys will be shocked at what the Jesus says about the Holy Spirit. He says this in John 16, so two chapters after, we were just in John 14, we're going to 16. Um, verse 7, Jesus says this, he says, but very truly I tell you, it is for your good that I am going away, that I'm going to die, he's saying. Unless I go away, the advocate, the Holy Spirit, will not come to you, but if I go, I will send him to you. So Jesus is literally saying here, he's saying, you guys, it is better for you if I die, because then I'm going to send you my spirit. That's what he's saying. That, 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 that blows my mind because I don't know about you, but I'd rather have Jesus right here talking with me and kicking it with me and telling me what to do and what to say. And when I'm speaking right now, I could be like, hey, Jesus, you take the mic. Like, you can just speak to them. Hey, listen to Jesus, right? It seems easier, right? It would be easier to follow Jesus if he was right here. But Jesus doesn't say that. Jesus says, hey, it's better for you if I go because then my spirit is going to be living inside of you. That, that, that blows my mind of the Holy Spirit. It's better for the Holy Spirit to be with us, to be in us forever. Going, wherever we go, whatever we do, we're, going, we're, we're playing in a sports games, we're, we're in class, we're at the mall, whatever we're doing, our, the Holy Spirit is with us and dwelling inside of us. And Jesus says it's better that way. And I don't know about you, but this makes me kind of wonder, like, we must not really get the Holy Spirit like we should. We, we must not really get it. And as I've studied uh, on, on this, the Holy Spirit, preparing for this, it, it's, 
it's blown my mind in this way. And I think that we as Christians and uh, sometimes we as a church, have, we neglect this part of our faith. We kind of, we kind of, we we miss this. Many of us miss this part. But what what Jesus just said? Jesus says this is everything. This is better for you guys. If right now that you guys have the Spirit instead of me just right here, right? And so there was a story a person once told me. A guy I know he said that he said that he was going to um, a party with his his wife and his couple kids. And when he went to this party, it was a small house. It was like a tiny house. And 14 people were in this tiny home. It was like an apartment-sized home. 14 people. There were six kids, no, six adults and eight kids at this party. There was a bunch of families together. And when they were, they they ate dinner, some of the adults went into the kitchen. And when they went in the kitchen, they were doing the dishes, and they walked back out. And this guy's wife that was telling me the story, he was like, he said his wife was like, hey, my, my purse is gone. And the guy telling the story is like, well, hold on. Like, it's, we'll just go look at home. You must have forgot it at home. So we'll just go look there and then come back. And his wife was like, no, no, no you don't get it. Like, I, my purse was here. I know it was here. Like, just listen to me. I know it was here. And so everyone, 14 people, scattered throughout this tiny home. And they're looking for this purse. And as they're looking for this purse, another woman that was uh, one of the mothers of the other children in the home uh, at the party was like, hold up. My purse is gone, too. So both their purses were gone. So they're like, how is this possible? They realized that someone came in, stole their money while they were in their home. Fourteen people in an apartment-sized home. They stole their money and then took off. They're, They're like, how did we miss him? How did we not see him? How did we miss this? Right? We were right here. Everyone was running around. How did we miss this? And I think that as we read scripture, I think that tends to happen with Christians sometimes. We miss him, meaning the Holy Spirit. I've missed him. I I missed him. I missed this part. This part of my faith. I missed him. Right? And and but reading through John and just as we read the the three scriptures before, how important is the Holy Spirit? Jesus says he's everything. Right? The Holy Spirit is God living with us. So we now we have a solid base of the, the Holy Spirit. And moving forward, right, we can, so we know he's a person, he is God, right, he lives and dwells in us, right, we know to be filled with the Spirit, what that exactly means, changing us from the inside out, we know the importance of the Holy Spirit, right, so now I want to talk, take one step further and talk more about the power of the Holy Spirit, so let's talk about the power of the Holy Spirit, I want to go to Romans, it's two books, uh, past John, so Romans chapter 8 is what we're going to read. Verse 9 is where we're starting. It says this. We'll have it on the board if you want to follow along. Perfect. Um, It says, You, however, are not in the realm of the flesh, but are in the realm of the Spirit. If indeed the Spirit of God lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of Christ, they do not belong to Christ. But if Christ is in you, then even though your body is subject to death because of sin, the Spirit gives life because of righteousness. And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you... He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. So two things. I just want two points to take away from this scripture. Two points. First point. The spirit in you gives you victory over sin. The spirit in you gives you victory over sin. You might be sitting here today 
thinking about some sin in your life that you are trying to get a hold of. That you can't, you're trying to white knuckle it. You're trying to will your way through this sin. Right? It could be any thing. It could be from lying to your parents on a regular basis. It could be from looking at pornography on a regular basis. It could be whatever it is in your own life. You know what it is. You, you're trying to will your way through that by yourself. This scripture says the power of the Holy Spirit will help you overcome that. The power of the Spirit will help you overcome that. We, we tend to think that just having the Holy Spirit in us is like just like good positive thinking, right? And that will help us. But that's not it at all. This is God himself dwelling inside of you and giving you the power to overcome the sin in your life. And it's not saying, the scripture is not saying, don't get me wrong, that you will never have sin in your life. No, it's saying that the Holy Spirit will walk with you through that and prune you through the process of leaving behind the sin in your life. The Holy Spirit, you guys, kind of gives you direction. It just It's like a heart compass. You know what a compass is, right? It's like a heart compass, always pointing yourself to God. So now you have the power to live the life that God has called you to live. That makes sense? It, it keeps your eyes. People who have the Holy Spirit in them, they can focus on other things than these momentary pleasures. They can focus on eternal things. They can keep their eyes fixed on Jesus when other people around them are fixed on these momentary things. The Holy Spirit gives you power to do that. So that's point one. The Holy Spirit, the Spirit in you gives you victory over sin. Second point, just from Romans. The Spirit in you will raise you from the dead. The Spirit in you will raise you from the dead. This is huge, you guys. I don't know about you, but this just gets me fired up. In Romans 8, verse 11, this is what we just read. It says, And if the Spirit of Him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, meaning the Holy Spirit, He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of His Spirit who lives in you. This is an incredible verse. This, this verse is saying, Jesus, you guys, the reason why we're here is because he rose from the grave. I always say this, if Jesus didn't rise from the grave, I won't be here. I'm not, I'm not speaking to you guys about Jesus. I'm following a God who can overcome death, which Jesus did. If he didn't do that, then I wouldn't follow him. But he did do that. And how did he do that? By the power of the Spirit. The power of the Spirit. Jesus died for us on the cross he was buried, and in the power of the Holy Spirit, God himself rose Jesus from the grave. And this verse is saying that that, that same spirit that rose Jesus from the grave is going to rise us from the grave as well when Jesus comes back. It's going to rise us from the grave. That's the power of the Spirit. So I'm going to go ahead and invite up the worship band up right now as I begin to start closing here. And so the Holy Spirit, you guys, it, it gives us victory over sin and it gives us it will rise us from the grave like we talked about but it also it also gives us power to go be a witness for the gospel and go be a witness for jesus right in acts 1 8 we'll just put up on the board it says but you will receive this is jesus saying he's saying but you will receive power when the holy spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in jerusalem in all judea and samaria and to the ends of the earth so the, the 12 disciples, Jesus told the 12 disciples to stay in a room and then I'm going to pour out my spirit on you. And once I do that, then you can go and tell the world about me. Then you will have the power to do that. But you have to have my spirit, he's saying. He's saying you have to have my spirit or else it won't work. It won't work. You guys, if we've got to listen here, that this, this whole movement, this Jesus movement started 
with 12 people in a room where they, the God poured out his spirit onto those people. And then it just spread. 2,000 years later, I'm right now speaking the same gospel of Jesus Christ. It spread by the power of the spirit. We need to have the power of the spirit in us in order to speak the gospel, to be able to share our faith. And God will then move mountains. He will change lives like he's doing, like he did in my life, right? He did in my life because a lot of my football teammates at University of Oregon were filled with the Holy Spirit and they changed my life, right? We need the power of the Holy Spirit to keep spreading the gospel.